0: welcome back to expressions of destiny podcast today is Tuesday it is episode 17 trust yourself first so let's get down to business um, this particular subject is so important to me because when you think about everything that we've already talked about the things that you know we've gone over on how to run our business how to build relationship how to communicate with the people that are working for us how to to really explain our vision and our mission to those that are around us, what it is that we do, you know, to serve our customers better. There's so many different topics. But if we cannot get beyond trusting ourselves first, then there's going to be a struggle and an uphill battle. And so let's just get right to it. Trusting yourself first. Trust is a hard word to use, um, but it's often used in the wrong way as well. So many times we find ourselves, you know, sincerely desiring to trust someone else. Um, but oftentimes we just end up taking back that trust. I don't know if you've ever been in that type of situation. You know, you trust somebody and and then next thing you know, you're pulling it back. Well, why does this happen? What causes us to repossess this trust? I mean, we literally walk up to it and repossess it. We just snatch it right back. We may not think that it seems so um, vicious, but to the person who is having that trust snatched away from them, it can be kind of a moment of, what happened? What did I just do? Did I do something wrong? And it's, it's really nothing on that person, on that individual. But when we take it away, it leaves others asking that question, what did I, what did I just do? You know, we hand it over and we quickly take charge again because, um, we just haven't learned how to let go. And more importantly, we have not learned how to trust ourselves. That is a big statement right there. We do not trust ourselves, And we may think that that's a false statement, but when you really look at our, your actions, my actions, um, we have to dig deep and, and self-evaluate, really look at the way that we handle situations and the way that we, we react instead of responding to things. You know, we react so quickly. Do we even trust ourself? Um I've met many people, many, many people who live by this particular phrase. And maybe you say it, you know, on a daily basis maybe you've said it several times i i know we've certainly have heard it but the phrase is practice makes perfect but actually practice does something greater so let me go ahead and try to explain this to you perfection will not be the outcome of practice that may be hard to believe perfection will not be the outcome of practice but what practice does do is it builds character Character is built upon mistakes and failures, and in turn, it establishes a determination and a perseverance to keep getting better. So, I don't know about you, I'm, I'm not striving to be perfect on a daily basis. Um, perfection, try, striving to be perfect or to find perfection, is stressful, it's frustrating, um, it makes you feel like a failure. But instead, I would rather have my character built. I would rather have to go through and experience those mistakes and those failures so that I can learn from them, so that I can look back and say, well, at least I tried it that way and now I see that it doesn't work, Um, so let me try it this way. And guess what? You may not get through it that next time. You may not find perfection in that. You may not find that it works. It may be another setback, another mistake, another failure, but it's building character. It's teaching you something. It is life lessons that are learned so that we can know how to approach the next big thing. And so it establishes a determination, like I said before, um, and it gives us that perseverance to just keep getting better. Not perfect, but better. We want to get better every single day and just learn new things. Um, So this next statement, it it comes from a book and I want to highly encourage you um, to read it. I recommend every single book in this collection, but it's called The Go-Giver Leader. They have other other books that are titled differently, but this particular one is The Go-Giver Leader. Um, and what it states in the book, it says, Character comes from an old Greek word for scrape or scratch. It came to mean an engraved mark and eventually a defining quality. Character is what happens when, the li- when life scratches itself onto your soul. What a beautiful statement. Let me say that again. It is an engraved mark and eventually a defining quality. Character is what happens when life scratches itself onto your soul. Now, I may say some things um, now that are might be really hard <laughs> to grab a hold of or hard to hear sometimes. But perfection can oftentimes be the enemy of your company. And, and I know we're talking about business, but... You can apply this in any and every area of your life, but perfection can oftentimes be the enemy of your company. This enemy not only keeps you from trusting others, but from trusting yourself. This keeps you chained to the thought that no one can achieve success better than you. So you stand as one person striving to achieve it all alone. And guess what? When you had a team who had purpose in helping you carry the load to ultimate success. Think about that. You know, we stand there and and, and we're standing all by ourselves striving to achieve this thing. And we have a whole team standing behind us that is so ready to help us to uh, achieve this success. And we're so caught up in thinking nobody can do it right. Nobody can do it like me. Nobody understands my plan. Nobody understands my vision. And so we don't trust ourselves to trust someone else to do a great job and to help us succeed and to thrive and to be this great company, this great product, this great whatever it is that you have, this amazing customer service. You get worn out, you get tired, you're exhausted because you're trying to do the whole thing by yourself instead of just trusting yourself that you know what's best. To trust others. So we have to get to a point. Where we trust that what we have built. Can be run with confidence. The most confidence you could ever. Think of experience. Trust that what you have built. Can be run with confidence. By those you have partnered with. And those that you have trained. What is the purpose of training? If you don't allow them. To step out and actually exercise and use that skill and those things that you have taught them. What is the purpose of it? It is just wasted time. It's wasted time that um, I guess you could have used on trying to do it all on your own, right? But you took the time to train them and you can't trust them. There's a disconnect there. Let's look at some of the definitions of um, trust. The word trust itself. Um, and and like I've said before, I love researching and searching just exactly what these words mean, their true meaning, because we use words the wrong way all the time, if you think about it. And so the full definition of trust, here's five different, um, different definitions that all tie in together. The first one is it's an assured reliance on the character, the ability, strength, or truth of someone or something one in which confidence is placed. Assured reliance. Knowing that you can rely on this person. On the character, the ability, the strength, or the truth of that individual or that thing that you are needing. Whether it's a computer system, um, a new platform, um, a new product, a new employee. You are placing Reliance, assured reliance in that person, um, in their character, their abilities to be able to fulfill this task that you've placed before them, their strength in, in believing in themselves. I mean, think about it. Every day we have the opportunity to help them even believe and trust themselves um, or the truth. And so you place this confidence in that person or that thing. The second one is dependence on something future or contingent. And I love this one because it ends with the word in all caps, hope, H-O-P-E, hope. And that is a hard word for people because hope is, is what it says. You're depending on something. You're depending on something that's in the future that you cannot yet see. Um, or you kind of know that it's going to happen, but it hasn't happened yet. You, you have that assurance, you know, some way that this is going to take place on such and such date at this time. And you're hoping for the best. It's okay to have hope because if it doesn't go the way that you planned, it doesn't mean that everything is ruined and destroyed. It just didn't go the way that you planned, but you still had a hope in it, right? You still hoped for the best. And so that is not a bad word you know, we talk about the four-letter words being a bad word. H-O-P-E is not a bad word, and we have to stop and really think about it. I would like to have hope in that person that they will achieve the greatest of things within my company. And on top of that, I'm going to place trust in them so that they can go and utilize what they have, their skills and their abilities, and I want to help them grow. And in doing that, they are helping my company be successful. The third one is um, a property interest held by one person for the benefit of another. Now, if that's not the ultimate definition of trust, a property interest that is held by one person for the benefit of another, you are holding this interest in the people that are around you and saying, you know what, Um, I, I am going to trust you because I know that it's going to benefit you. It's it's removing that selfish motive of what are you going to do for me and it's going back to that giving more giving of yourself and saying, I'm going to trust you because I know in the future it's going to benefit you. It's going to make you a greater employee. It's going to make you a greater team member. It will make you a greater business owner. When your time comes, if you do have that dream to own your own business, you are placing that interest and you're holding it for that person because you just want to see them be successful. And in return, your business and your company is successful. The fourth one is a charge or duty imposed in faith or confidence or as a condition of some relationship. So when I hear this, I think about a contract. You know, we, we hire people and we give them conditions. We tell them what we expect of them. They are supposed to meet those expectations in order to retain their position, right? So we have these expectations that are placed on them. So this is a um, uh, conditions that are placed within the relationship, and by doing that, you're just telling them, "I trust you." You are simply saying, "I trust you to get the job done." It's so simple, but it's so hard to let go of. You know, we call them in. I've seen this in in different jobs that you know that I've been in uh, before owning our business, and. I would work for someone and I would see that they would hire new people consistently and new people were coming in and there were younger kids and you'd have to train them and teach them. And if you if you showed them how to do it and then you walked away and said, but you know what, I got it this time, don't worry about it. And they're left standing there doing absolutely nothing. Then you have not fulfilled that contract on your part. Of telling them, I have brought you in with some conditions to establish relationship with you. Expecting you to do these things so that I can pay you for your work. And then you leave them standing there with nothing to do. Because you couldn't release what it was, that the duty or the job. um, And you couldn't trust them to do it the way that you needed to get done. What was the purpose of that contract? What was the purpose of those conditions? Nothing. You might as well have done the job by yourself. And the last one is a trustworthiness in the care or possession of a trustee. Um, I can equate this to having something so precious, um, like our children, and going to a babysitter that maybe we've met one time, and we're leaving our children in the care of that sitter trusting fully that they are going to do what they said they were going to do. Knowing that we checked their background, knowing that we had some reviews and some recommendations from people that we knew. We didn't know that person personally. We have not encountered them or engaged with them before. But based off of somebody else's recommendation, we can find that little bit of trust. But we don't fully trust them until... After the encounter, when we pick our children up and we see that they're still safe, nothing has happened, they were fed, um, they're not dirty, they were well taken care of, and then that trust begins to grow. And that means you don't have to hand over full and and complete trust at the beginning, but you have to give it in pieces. You have to be willing to do it. You can't just stand there and refuse to give them an opportunity to prove themselves. And so that last one is really big because it's really talking about something precious. And if you are a business owner, that business is your baby. That business is that gem, that, that precious stone that you are holding in your hand, shining and making sure that it is safe every single day. And that nothing bad is happening to it. Nothing wrong is happening within it. And so this is our baby. And it is hard to release trust but we have to give people an opportunity to prove themselves. So I want to ask you real quick, and and these are just questions to think about, you know, as I'm talking or throughout your day, and really think hard on them. But do you really trust yourself? And be honest with yourself. Do you trust yourself with the things that that you have purpose to do every day? Do you trust yourself To know that you can have discernment to see what is in somebody else as they're working for you, as they are doing their job, um, as they're going about their business. To be able to look at them and say, you know what, I believe they can get the job done. I believe it. I have hope. Um, I want to hand this over. I want to give them an opportunity. You have to trust yourself first before you can trust somebody else. So do you trust yourself and it's okay if you don't, because it's always um, a process to get there, to be able to slowly. I, I don't expect things to happen overnight with anything. And if they do, then wow, amazing. You know, it, it can happen, but is it often? No. And so if there's a process, that's okay. Okay. There's a process to pretty much everything in our life. And so we take that time to build upon it. But the whole point is to get closer through that process, get closer to that end goal of trusting yourself and trusting others and not going the opposite direction. Um, Those of y'all that work for other people, those of you that maybe don't own a business, but you are an employee, you are currently an employee, whether you plan to own a business or not, do you feel trusted on a daily basis? Do you feel mistrusted? Have there been, you know, situations where you felt like that trust was just stripped out of your hand and you were like, "Wow, well, what just happened? And and the next question would be, does this affect your ability to be successful in that position? I know it did for me at times where I felt like I I I couldn't understand. You know, I felt like somebody didn't trust me to get the job done, but I didn't understand why. And so it would affect my ability to be successful in anything that I did, maybe for the rest of that day or for that moment or for a week, depending on what it was, to stand there and say, well, why am I even here? What is the purpose of me even being here if someone doesn't trust me? You know, and so it can affect those that are working for you and it can affect you as a business owner, so I always tell people, especially especially those that are employees, um, not the business owner, but the employees, you know, that these are all really good questions to ask yourself. And you can ask them on a daily basis. It's okay. This, I love to evaluate things daily. I love to go back over things in my mind, you know, in my heart and, and check myself because it's wise to check you before you start looking at everybody else, right? We got to make sure that there's no deep rooted problems inside of us that we haven't, um, resolved first before we start lashing out on other people. And so ask yourself these questions on a daily basis. But here's the thing. When there's no end or, um, resolve to these questions that you're asking, you know, you don't, it's not resolved in your spirit. It's not resolved in your heart. Um, it still bothers you. That's a moment when you really need to consider having just a good, honest conversation with those who probably are making you feel this way. Sometimes they may not even realize it. This this is not all intentional. You know, and it goes back to trusting yourself. So if you have management or you have a boss or an owner of the company who doesn't trust themselves, then that is an issue or a problem within themselves that they need to resolve. And so it may not be that they particularly have an issue with you. They're dealing with something on their own. And yes, we can step in and help in those situations just by being understanding, and not ready to just react. I love using that phrase. We, we want to learn to respond and not react. A reaction is just immediate, instant. It's someone looked at you the wrong way and you're ready to fight. A response is taking a moment to look at that person and think, why are they looking at me like that? Um, did I do something right now? Did I say something wrong? No. I'm just going to leave them alone and then after a few moments, you may look back and say, you know what? I really think they're dealing with something today. And your shift in your mindset and in your heart and the way that you approach and respond to that person can help them get through whatever it is that they're dealing with. Instead of us being selfish and immediately thinking that there is a problem, and an issue, and I don't like the way that you're treating me. You know, this is unacceptable. We get so flared up and ready to fight When there's really no need because the person, and I've said this many times, isn't even upset or angry with you. You're not the problem. Whatever it is that they're dealing with is the problem and you just happen to be the target. And I know it's not right for people to lash out at one another when it has nothing to do with them, but we're human and that's what happens. But if we know how to respond in love and wanting to have a conversation and and wanting to be patient with them then we are helping them learn how to respond as well. So knowing how to respond to people, this is going to lead into the, the last and final thing that I want to share with you guys today. Um, one of my favorite quotes also from the book, The Go-Giver Leader, I'm telling you, I love this book. Um, it's a sit down and read it in one day because it's so good. But the quote says, What you have to give, you offer. Least through what you say, in greater part through what you do, but in greatest part through who you are. Let me read that again. What you have to give you offer, least through what you say. Meaning you don't have to say many words. In greater part through what you do. This is your actions. But in greatest part through who you are. Showing them who you are, your heart, your kindness, So I want to share one final story. Um, I remember (laughs) the last position I was at, I remember day after day, I would hear people on my team, you know, um, complain about certain customers. Um, It was kind of the thing in the back room of this uh, grocery store pickup department area to just really know the regular customers um, and their character, just to say it nicely, if you get what I'm saying. Um, They knew the customers, the ones that came on a daily basis, and they knew their character. So um, after realizing that one of these customers had arrived on a particular day, I was immediately informed and chosen to be the one to go out and deal with them. Um, This was, I guess I could say, I, I never understood really what the complaining was all about because these customers who, um, I guess the best way to say had been marked, uh, were always really such a pleasure to deliver to. Um, they were kind, they were very appreciative of the service and they oftentimes tried to tip me as well. But, um, you know, at this particular company, we weren't allowed to accept the tips. And so I always had to decline each time, but, um, my coworkers, they used to ask how I was able to handle the rude customers. I mean, that was you know, the word. they're so rude. Um, and my answer was always just smile and be kind." You know it 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 boggled my mind. I was like, what well, this person wasn't rude. why didn't I don't understand why they didn't want to come out and bring the groceries to this person?" And so um, these customers were always just so kind to me. And my response, like I said, was just smile and be kind. I mean, could it be such a difficult thing? It, no, it's not difficult. Were the customers always kind? No. Um, you know, I, I shared other stories of customers that were not kind to me. But did each interaction end with kindness? Absolutely. Yes. I could say it over and over and shout it from the mountains. Whether they were kind or rude, um, did the interaction always end with kindness? Yes, it did. It most certainly did. So when we remember what the quote says that I just read, then we, we begin to operate with a heart that truly understands what it means to serve and be served. I can't say that enough. We have all been the employee and the customer. I mean, anybody who is listening to this this podcast right now, think about it. Have you all been the employee and the customer? We have been in both positions. So just as we expect the employee to serve us as a customer, we should serve in the same capacity when we are in a position of the employee. To serve and be served are equal blessings and to think we can make a difference not by what we say or what we do, but through who we are. That is one of the most amazing thoughts. I I need to say that one more time. Understand that to serve and be served, they are both blessings. It is a blessing to be that customer who receives excellent, wonderful customer service. And it is also a blessing to be that employee who can provide that excellent customer service with a smile and to give of ourselves unselfishly. And think about it. We can make a difference not by what we say or by what we do, but through who we are. So stop and ask yourself, who am I? Do I know who I am? Do I have a heart to serve? Do I have a problem with people when they get rude with me and expect things of me? It is my position to serve them. I am here to serve. Just as I want to walk into a store one day and expect somebody to say, Good morning, good afternoon, ma'am. How are you today? Is there anything that I can do to help you? Just let me know. It is not a hard thing, and it's just taking a moment to step outside of ourselves and to begin to think about the other person, what it is that they need, what our position is, what we have been called to do, and just serve with our heart. And so I want to end with that today, just as an encouragement, because it is hard work when we get out there and we have to deal with you know people that are struggling and going through things every day and we have to act like we're not going through something as well but I I know for me personally when I have been able to step away from my own problems and my own concerns and my own stress and anxiety and give of myself to other people who are going through the same struggles that I'm going through it is all that I need to help uplift my spirit and make me feel like I am fulfilling purpose in doing something to help somebody else. And you know that in return, I receive the same thing, whether it be that same day, the next day, a week later. But I'm able to experience that same feeling of someone who took the time to be a blessing to me in the same way that I was to someone else. And so, um, take these words. Think on them. Ask these questions. And I will talk to you next week. God bless.